Hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. As always, my name is Juan, here with the maestros, Kevin and Mark, and we like movies. We watch them, we talk about them, we rate them, we love them. On this episode, our exploration leads us to the 2023 film, The Pale Blue Eye, directed by Scott Cooper and starring Christian Bale. We arrive here in the trusted hands of Mark, who selected this. We'll go to him in a moment, but first, let me give you the IMDb synopsis of the film with added notes. At West West Point Academy in 1830, the calm of an October evening is shattered by the discovery of a young cadet's body swinging from a rope just off the parade grounds. An apparent suicide is not unheard of in a harsh regimen like West Point's. But the next morning, an even greater horror comes to light. Someone has stolen into the room where the body lay and removed the heart. Now here, this person has no idea what they're talking about because that body was found with the heart already cut out. But I digress. The Academy enlists the help of a famous constable, August Landor, to solve the mystery. As another body turns up, he enlists the help of a quirky but brilliant cadet with a taste for the poetic by the name of Edgar Allan Poe. As the tale unravels, it, be- it becomes clear that there is more to August than meets the eye and that sinister forces are also at hand. Markimus, this was your selection. Tell us why you chose this and give us your initial thoughts on the film. All right. Well, first I'm going to say, Kevin, you really missed an opportunity after Juan dropped that bomb. There was silence. I was waiting. I felt I felt Juan waiting. That's why I busted out laughing. Is it, for the high five, it just got left hanging. Oh, man. Uh, I'm working. It's a working process. continue. Uh, this guy fumbled the bag, bro. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyways, um, I'm I'm gonna be really truly honest. My number one pick for this movie was just because of Christian Bale. Uh, I like most things that he's in. He's always, you know, it's always interesting to see his body transformation if there is one. And two, it, you know, you're gonna get a good uh, uh a good showing of a character. So. Um, he was my biggest pick. I didn't really know anyone else that was in the movie. I didn't know what it was about. I don't know who Scott Cooper is. Uh, yeah, I strictly went off of Christian Bale. Uh, that being said, um, I think this movie was far too long for what it needed to be. Um, I think that a condensed version of this movie would have been better. Um, probably like a half hour could have been shaved off, honestly. Um, and I think just in the second half, I mean, that's I was hooked by that point, uh, or at that point. Up until then, it was it was you know okay for what it was, uh, a little detective story, but um, it was it was it was creeping the borderline of uh, a boring. 
but you know, once everything kicked off and, and things started being unveiled, it got way more interesting. So I feel like had that have come to fruition sooner, um, that would have been better for this movie. But as it stands, it was uh, interesting, but also somehow boring. Let me just jump in here and remind Mark that this is the second Scott Cooper movie that we are reviewing. Oh, yeah? What was the first? Antlers. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that. I thought there was some, there was some, good, uh, uh-huh. some good moments there, but uh, uh-huh. yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, Kevin, why don't you go? Okay. Um, I agree with Mark. I found myself for the first hour and a half thinking, all right, this is an okay average, like, detective mystery story, nothing too great. That last half an hour, though, well, I, I was I really got into, and it repaints the first hour and a half, and I was like, I may want to rewatch it just to see if they gave some clues you know, for that twist and everything. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like I said, I thought I thought the first hour and a half was an average, whatever. It it gets saved by that last half an hour. Wow, we could not be on more opposite sides of the spectrum. You liked the first half hour and a half and hated that last half? <clears throat> can I can I go or into you just my... hated it all together? <laughs> can I can I is it my turn now? Wait, well, hold yeah. on. Oh I, no, I, hold on. I, I didn't I didn't give up the microphone yet. Oh my bad. Juan, what, Juan, what did you think? Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you better wait your turn, boy. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me start off by saying that I enjoyed an hour and fifty minutes of this film, uh, and up to that point, found it a very satisfying little wannabe horror slash mystery film. However, I hated the twist. I hate that the people who made it love the twist and are patting themselves on the back and thinking themselves so clever and sneaky for creating that twist. In my opinion, it ruined the movie completely. More on that later. Aside from that, Christian Bale was his usual fantastic self The guy doesn't know the definition of the phrase phoning it in. It doesn't exist in his vocabulary. Do you believe in destiny? If you don't, I present to you Harry Melling, who was destined to play Edgar Allan Poe. He literally looked like a living, breathing, walking, talking portrait of Edgar Allan Poe. Never, not even Heath Ledger as the Joker, Robert De Niro as Travis Bickle, or Marlon Brando as Don Corleone. Never has an actor been more set apart by the gods for a role than Harry Melling was forged in the fires of Mount Doom to play Edgar Allan Poe. It's unfortunate because there was a lot to like about this movie, from the acting to the setting to the plot. It wasn't breaking any new ground, but again, it was satisfying for what it was, until they decided to completely light it up in flames with a stupid twist. Also, apparently Scott Cooper loves making horror movies that aren't horror movies, or the least bit scary. The guy is a really good director, but the films that I've seen of his so far seem frustratingly flawed. 
Although I really do want to watch Hostiles and Crazy Heart was pretty good. But that's my initial reaction. So I will say, I never... (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) I will say, I I never said I liked the twist. I was just saying, I enjoyed when things started finally uh, coming together. Because I felt the first part, well, the 75% of it... It was it wasn't bad. I really enjoyed the acting. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed where it was going and what could have possibly happened, but I guess I was just so starved and 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 thirsty for horror that when it got off the rails, I was like, "Yes, finally," you know? Um so that's that's kind of where I was at. I didn't I don't like when things happen off screen and we're just supposed to assume. So the fact that there was no really hints that um, Landor, what? Well, so in the end, for people who are watching, um, we're gonna spoil the hell out of this. Watching, I mean, listening. Goodness gracious. Um, yeah. So, anyways, with that being said, when we find out that Landor is the one that initiated the uh, the whole events by by killing someone that raped his daughter, there was just there was no hint towards it. There was no possible. Oh wait, whoa. Could have Landor? Could Landor have done something? You know, there was there was none of that. So when it all happened, I wasn't like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" I was just like, "Oh wow, okay." But I was I was entranced by by Melling. I mean, when he was he had that tear rolling down as he's giving his uh, details of what he realized, uh, it was it was just great acting. So there was never a moment in this movie where I was just like, "Man, this sucks." But I was just like, "Ah." Oh, there just so much more. There could have been more. Could have been better. Oh, baby, <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm with you. Like I, I, I remember you saying that that you hated that about movies that that, that are like that, and I hate it too. But truth be told, about this movie, I really enjoyed. Um, you know those those ninety. 90- 90% of it, you know? We keep changing the percentage. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of this, that thing will be a 99.9. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Because it was just so, like, it was, like, neat and polished. And, and kind of straightforward, you know? Like, here's this mystery. He's going to solve it. He's looking for clues, blah, blah, blah. It was, like... There, I just didn't feel like there was there was much, you know, underneath the surface. Um, and then I just, you know, for for them, I I, I don't know if I want to get into it right now, at the, at this point, so early on. But what the heck? Let me, this is what pisses me off. All right, the author of the book said this about the movie. He said. I think there are things that definitely make more sense the second time around once you know the ending. And I hope people will come back to it. So I literally get to crush a man's hope because, no, sir, I will not be coming back to it. If you make a film that anyone has to watch more than once to make more sense of it, you've taken a wrong turn somewhere. The only one that can pull that off is Christopher Nolan. 
<laughs> well, I was Be- going to say, I think uh, Sixth Sense pulled that off. Yeah, too. M. Night Shyamalan, huh? Yeah. But anyways, I digress. I, I see what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. But, but uh, just like what you described, you know, Sixth Sense makes you want to go back because you know the clues were right. there. I want to go, yeah. Right? So here, but the problem here is like you threw out, again, 90% of that movie you grow with these characters, right? And you learn to like them or love them for who you've known them to be this whole time. And then in the last 10 minutes, you decide to turn all of that on its head and you expect the audience to follow along and then to be like, derp, I'm going to watch that again to make sense of it. Like, that's stupid. And that being said, though, on the opening shot, when Landor is washing that little instrument in the water, I did, I did... In that moment, I was like, oh, that water looked a little red. But, uh... <laughs> there you go. There you go. But see, I mean, I, I saying it looked a little red still isn't enough to warrant a whole nother watch through of, of this movie. Um, so, but I went, when they popped that scene up again of him washing at the river, I was just like, oh, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. So that's, I was supposed to go, oh, wait, wait a second. What's he doing by that river there? <laughs> oh, you're supposed to say, oh, I'm so stupid. How did I catch that? <laughs> uh, well, so I guess to explain it for those who might never watch this movie, it starts with him, um, cleaning his instrument of death uh by the riverside <laughs> but we don't really see what he's washing and like juan said there's a bit of a, a tint of red but you would have to be on your second viewing <laughs> watching that and looking yeah. out for it um yeah. so uh what happened was when poe unveils all this and he realizes that Landor's the actual the one that started this by his first killing um it cuts back to that scene where he's again washing his instrument of death in the river. So that was supposed to be the aha moment, but it just it wasn't. There wasn't enough there for me to go aha. You know, maybe if there was a trail of blood mm-hmm. behind him, if you know something more than a light tint of red. But honestly, now that you say that, I kind of want to go back and watch it again. <laughs> Well, because, that... because one, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. The first watch through, I wasn't mad at it. I just, I, you know, I was just like, eh, it, this was nothing to, you know, yeah. call home about. So I guess I feel like since it wasn't, I, at least I know I'm going to be watching something pretty decent because, again, the acting was phenomenal. Yeah. So, I mean, I just want to tell people that if they are intrigued or want, or are planning to watch this, just set aside four hours because you're going to have to watch it twice. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good. But yeah, that is pretty silly to say that, you know, hey, if you really want to enjoy this movie, you got to watch it again. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like, wait a minute, are you just, now you're just telling yourself, <laughs> Dude, what's it, like, Well, it, it's, it's funny because, like, I literally wanted to watch it again, and now that the guy said I should watch I'm like, now I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> but, but I like, did watch it when I finished. I was like, oh, I want to watch it again. Maybe I missed some clues. Imagine if you read a book, a novel, and when you, <laughs> when you got to the last page, <laughs> you were like, Oh crap! I'm gonna have to read this again just to make sense of it. Well, twelve hundred pages. That last page <laughs> is like, hey, if you really want to understand it, 
read it again. Like, what? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> two years to begin with. I know. And like I said, dude, it's a shame because the 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 rest of it was so polished. Like, again, it, yeah. it was, you know, it, it even had some, twi- you know, it had a twist already. Right. Too, you know, like. Um, so it was like, why, you know, that when it was, um, when at the, at the, what what you thought was the first ending, you know, and he's walking away from the Academy after talking to that captain or whatever. Yeah. You're like, all right, it's about to roll credits. You're like, all right, that was pretty good. That I would watch again because it was good. And like the dynamic with Edgar Allan Poe and, and then you're like, oh, okay. So, you know, this is this is fictional but like you could see how this experience would have shaped him you know and like and be you know landor as this father figure and like all these things that like worked really well yeah and then you have to go and like completely destroy it it was it was so so dumb so let me ask you at the um the part where um Leah goes, hey, remember when you said you'd do anything for me? Do you think he agreed to that? Or do you think, like, how was he all of a sudden drugged? You know, I don't, I, I was kind of like, wait a minute, why is he passed out? Why does he, why is he not feeling so great? You know, that was just a weird yeah. transition. Um, I thought she was, like, he was going to, like, he was going to be awake going, oh, man, what did I sign up for? But instead, he was, like, <laughs> drugged of some sort. So that was that was weird. Yeah. So do you, like, do you think he agreed to do that or do you think he was drugged? I Like, I don't – I don't know. Do we, we can add that to my lengthy list of questions if you want to hear those. Because <laughs> he was mad that she got killed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, so, good. No, and and he still thought that like she was in love with him. Uh, well, no, I don't think he. I think it was more that he was in love with her because he kept saying that like he loved her, he loved her, he loved her. So, I mean, he also did mention that he always got bullied. So, like, why? What girl's gonna want to be with the bullied kid? So maybe he did have uh, delusions of grandeur that she was in love with him still. Yeah. Very possible. Yeah, that's very possible. Well, let's back up here, right? Because we 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 jumped all the way to the final twist, but the twist again (laughs) was that your mouth or like a machine? That was my. (laughs) You got a talented mouth. It was my it was my dump truck in the back, bro. I started it up real quick. (laughs) There's a miniature dump truck that you have remote control that you're backing it up. Um. No, so, all right, so the thing is that not only are these fellas being killed, but, you know, they're having their hearts ripped out. Yeah. And so it, it turns out that there's... Can I say one thing real quick before you go? Those fellas that were getting killed... Hey, I'm, I, I, I'm still oh, holding the mic. I know, I'm taking the mic, I'm taking the mic. All those boys look like they could have been the same guy. Like, that's the only confusing part. Wait, hold on, Kevin, I have to say something first. So, yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, I couldn't tell them apart. I'm like... There were some, yeah, some generic-looking white boys right there. That was confusing too, um, but yeah. You so really had t- to know their names, remember yeah. their character names. Yeah, and then they're all in the same uniform. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, it turns out that there's this family who has a sick girl and they stumbled upon this demonic, satanic, cultish book that, you know, says that they can heal her, you know, utilizing the hearts of young men. Um, so that, that, you know, we, a child, we... they mentioned child, but like they were, I thought we were going to watch a child's heart get ripped out, yeah. which I was like, oh man, we about to see some horror. So mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe that's why the um, the the ritual wasn't working because they maybe they were have they had to have all three hearts at once because they mentioned three hearts mm-hmm. it was the kid uh, or a child um, uh, a An man animal. or no uh, was it a dead man yeah it was oh. a dead man because that that's that's the one that made us go oh a hanged man that's what it was so oh it so was they a- were collecting specific hearts yeah yeah but the thing is they only had they collected an animal which i don't remember them saying animal yeah uh, the, the sheep and stuff that were killed oh that's yeah no no i know they killed the sheep and oxen but when they talked about the um yeah uh, they, meant, the El- they did mention uh, diablo or diable or something <clears throat> in the in that book when they were talking about it, they mentioned three different hearts that they had to collect and i remember two as a, a child's heart and the the heart of a hanged man, but I don't remember the first one. But I remember it not being animal related, so that's why I was confused as to why they were getting the hearts of animals if that's not in the book. Hmm. Well, I think I oh well, well hold on though because a baby goat is a kid. Oh damn! Oh, come snap. on, explosion, bro! Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> come on, bro! You Edgar Allan Poe, mother effers. Oh, I can't. That's <laughs> like, hey, there it is. That's something. That's <laughs> better than nothing, man. Okay, uh, because wow, that's pretty good. I, I I think I missed that because I I was confused as to why because if if they they didn't kill the first few, so yeah. I was like, so why are they gonna kill Poe? So yeah. what was his heart then? Um, still, so, no, they said been, they, they wanted to try a heart from a living person because the other person had already died. Oh, okay. To see if it was better, more powerful. Okay. A telltale heart. Dun, dun, dun. Um, okay, so that's one question answered. I got more. Um, in the end, when... It, he's revealing to land to Landor that he, you know, figured out what was going on. What was the note that he burned in the candle? Oh, I it guess was, that was his confession. No, it was the note. Um, because he had two notes. He had the note that they found in the dead man's hand, and then yeah. the note that Landor had written him that said, "Come see me." And he put, he had folded it and put it right in that little statue, and they mm-hmm. showed it again in the flashback. That was his evidence, but that he burned it. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Another question answered. <clears throat> um, all right. Another question. I don't know if you'll be able to answer this one. We're doing well so far. <laughs> <laughs> don't count us out. Um, what was the point of bringing up the fact that Lander had a had, Landor had a reputation for drinking too much if it was absolutely completely irrelevant in the story? <laughs> It was irrelevant. Next question. Okay. <laughs> what was the point of the character played by Charlotte Gainsbourg, Patsy, which is the girl that he's sleeping with, 
All she did was come by important information that she just passed on to him at opportune times. That was the only reason why she was in the story. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she's a bartender. So for me, like bartenders are always talking to people. And I feel like that's just someone that he was like, hey, uh, you want to do something tonight? And she's getting off a shift and like, yeah, sure. And then they just start talking and he realizes, oh, wait, she kind of <laughs> has some knowledge. So I'm just going to continue this relationship of banging the knowledge out of her. To me, she, she was like, <laughs> but, but uh, to me, she was like one of the two Dusaks Machinas yeah. because like she literally just existed to, I, I, to me, at the very end, Poe was like, I know what happened to your daughter and it flashes back and she's telling him, hey, let me yeah. tell you what happened to his daughter. I'm like, it's the only reason she existed in the, in, in the movie. Right. That's, and uh, and that's, a, that's another point. Like he never seemed like the type to give up all of this information because he was very secretive with everyone else. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm just supposed to understand the power of vagina and he's having it and going, you know what? I'm going to spill the beans. Like, come on. I, I, how am I supposed to, he, he is, he is close, closed lipped like for everyone else. He doesn't talk about his life or nothing with no one else. So how are we supposed to know? Oh yeah. I figured she was going to be the loose end. Like, come on. That's silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Next question. What was the point of bringing up that Landor is this incredible interrogator if you never show him interrogating anyone? Well, no, that happened at the beginning. Um, when they when he first got hired on, he interviewed those cadets that were side-by-side. Starter was one of them. The guy from Ozark was the other one. I forgot who he oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So at that point he was he was interrogating them. He interrogated Poe. Um, it was a little friendlier, but he, if you notice his demeanor and the way he was, he was in detective mode. Um, so I think after that though, like after the first twenty five percent of the movie, he uh, he stopped doing the interrogations. So the, those were like quasi interrogations, though. Correct. Yeah, there was you know, no like, full blown. Hey, this is what yeah. we're about to do. Yeah, but, like if but, if you're gonna have him say a line, like you know, if you wait long enough, the truth comes out, or something yeah. like that, then then actually show him, like in a, you know, like one on one with someone in a room by themselves, and it's like, all right, baby, tell it's, me what I want to know. I'm gonna bang it out of you. <laughs> it's interrogation but, time. But see, <laughs> so he interrogated everyone having sex with them. But, like on that part, I think it came all back to Poe and that very last scene. He's in the cab with Landor, and now uh-huh. he's interrogating Landor. He's talking, and then you know sometimes he's quiet or whatever. And he's piecing everything together. I think that I think it was just to show that Edgar Allan Poe had learned from him, even though Edgar Allan Poe was a little Sherlock Holmes, which was kind of cool. But like he started piecing all this together, and he was interrogating. You know, Landor and getting yeah. getting the confession basically from Landor. Yeah. Well, he learned by osmosis because I don't think he he ever witnessed a, a confession, uh, an interrogation. <laughs> he 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 notices things we don't notice, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So All right. It's a bit of a hole there. Question: What was the point of Robert Duvall's character? All he does is you hang mean around it. Jean Pepe. <laughs> 
All he does is hang around his home in his massive library, hoping that someone's going to come around who's trying to solve a murder that also happens to deal with devil worshippers. Bro, he's the demon hunter, bro. I respect that. <laughs> Every good movie has a demon hunter. You know who you remind me of from Antlers? Reminded me of the old sheriff who had all the answers about the Wendigo. Hey, the Native American but, one too. Bobby Duvall was the other dude. I was like, hey, would you go to this guy? And he has the answers to move the story along. Literally everything. And he had a book on it too. And he knew exactly uh, where to go to in the book. Oh, let yeah. me show you. Oh, and not only that, then Landor knew exactly just from the cover how to identify the book in 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 some dark corner of the of the bookshelf in the doctor's office. Oh, I will say that was very frustrating with this movie. Unless it was me, those dark scenes were very dark, and it was hard to see what was happening. Oh, thank God! I didn't want to mention it because y'all make fun of my TV being so dark. Well, I no, watched like... on my iPad. I got an iPad Pro, so. <laughs> My, it shouldn't be me. Like I, this is a top of the line device, so I can't imagine that the colors aren't what it needs to be. And I'm looking at something that is much brighter in real life. And you know what? I would have been okay with all of these things. I would have been okay with Robert Duvall. I would have been okay with Charlotte Gainsbourg. I would have been okay with the drinking and the interrogating and all those all those holes. If it would have just ended when it was supposed to end, but they had to do what they did. Well, why don't yeah. you just watch it again and turn it off right when he's walking away? <laughs> Boom, we're done. That's it. We're done. What a great movie! <laughs> I should have. Well, you know what? On that second viewing, you might see things that you should have saw the first time, but you're too dumb dumb to see it. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> This is gonna the the second time. Okay, so I think I'm gonna be the guinea pig. I'm gonna watch this again, and I'll, I'll report back. And I'll let you know if uh, it's it's mind blowing the second time. So this is um, Mark. Since you um, well, from your intro, we picked up that you are um, you know rightfully so a huge Christian Bale fan. Um, this is his third movie with Scott Cooper. Uh, the first two were Out of the Furnace and Hostiles. Uh, have you seen either of those? I have not. I have not. I it's really not want to see Hostiles. I'm not, a, I'm not a Scott Cooper. I've heard of Hostiles, but I never got a chance to watch it. I don't it's know why. It's a Western. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he, look, yeah. I, what I do like about Scott Cooper is that Although the ones that we've seen, Antlers and uh, the Pale Blue Eye, are very uh, similar in in tone um, and in theme, uh, um, he's all over the place with his other movies, which I like. He directed Crazy Heart, which was good, and um, he also directed really? Black Mass. Yeah, he also directed Black Mass uh, with Johnny Depp about um, that yeah. Boston mobster, which wasn't a great movie, but, um, I mean, it, it's different. So uh, I give him credit for that. a lot of awards? It did. Jeff Bridges, Best Actor. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Best Supporting Actress, I want to say. Isn't that a country singing movie? <clears throat> yeah. 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 It's a and pretty think, good movie. I've, I've seen Out of the Furnace. Yeah. 
That one, I, that one I have seen. Yeah, I remember. Obviously, that one caught my eye when it came out because I was like, "Oh, it's Christian Bale," but yeah. uh, but I couldn't tell you one thing about that movie. Uh, I don't remember either. Looking at the cast, I mean, it's got Casey Affleck, Zoe Zaldana, Woody Harrelson. Like, it's got. It's got some top Willem Dafoe, like it's got the top names. I know I've seen it. I just do not remember what it was about. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and at the same time, I mean, we are, we are reliving. I'm reliving this conversation that we had with Antlers, which is that, you know, when we're watching the incision, you know, right down the chest, and you know they're opening it up, and you're seeing the organs, and you're like, what the heck is going on? I, I, I mean, I'm buckled in for the ride. I'm like, let's get dark, baby. Let's get real yeah. dark. And no, falls, falls flat, you know? So, like, what is it with Scott Cooper? Why do you keep teasing us, you know, that, that like, you're, you're going to get dark and, and gory and you're going to traumatize us? And then it's, like, nothing near that. It's very yeah, frustrating. Don't know how to finish, man. Come on, Scott Cooper. Why do you circum navigate all our expectations <laughs> you found it. You found why it. not you just give us what we want <laughs> well i will say looking at his track record now i mean i respect the man because he's really is all over the place he doesn't have a, a genre he's like i'm in <laughs> um, yeah so that's sorry. Man, I mean, started reading again. No, I didn't realize he was an actor. Oh yeah. You didn't know. He was in Awesome Powers too. Oh yeah, he's acted quite a bit too. Yeah. Um, he was in some good movies. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm as a direct again. I mean, he, the problem is he also wrote wrote the screenplay for this. So I want to say he's a better director than he is a writer. Um, because I didn't have, you know, except for just those decisions. Uh, and again, that was more as a writer, but as a director, I mean, I, I thought the movie was shot very well. And, um, do you boys care to take a guess, uh, what the estimated budget for this movie was? What would you think the estimated budget for this movie might've been? Uh, for a period piece. And at least Christian Bale, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say three million. Oh man, I was way above that. I was like 50? I was like 72. 50 72 oh. million. Why you were still wow, like, I actually went down from 60. I was like at 50, I was like, I'm gonna go down to 60. Wow. I, I I don't know. I mean I mean I think it was fake snow. It had to be. You know, I was I, that's a I saw I was watching that and when um uh Poe took Leah to the cemetery and they were standing out there, I was like I wonder are they really acting in snow right now? Like are they freezing to death and they have to yeah. pretend like they're not cold and but I was like, man, that also could just be fake snow and this is done inside of a studio. How much money would it cost to do that? Yeah. So it's it's funny that you said that because uh, I it just I've never understood that like with scenes that happen particularly in snow, like are you really recording in snow or is this fake? Well, I know for a fact. I mean, uh, 
Well, it said that it was shot in Pennsylvania. And depending on what part of Pennsylvania they were at, but I mean, I, 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 I don't know that there's many parts of Pennsylvania that have gotten that amount of snowfall, you know, during the time that this would have been shot. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm yeah, it was, the, it was a good amount. Yeah, yeah it, but if you're making a movie, you want to control it, so it's most likely fake stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking the snow. I'm thinking the costumes because they had to make a lot of those uniforms. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like you said, Christian Bale. <laughs> that scene where they're all uh, in the woods. There was probably about a hundred of those guys. So right there, <laughs> you're talking like. At least 20, 25 million right there for that scene yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah. So are you guys in agreement? Um, do you know what Edgar Allan Poe looks like? Have you seen a portrait? And are you in agreement that that this guy was born with a calling <clears throat> on his life to play this role, play this character? The pose that I've seen uh, always had a mustache. So I feel like Towards the end, when he was giving his speech, uh, if he would have looked a little more disheveled and started having a five o'clock shadow around his upper lip, <clears throat> I could have been more intrigued by the the scene of it. <clears throat> Excuse me, or, or not the scene, but the look of it. But I've always I've always seen Poe with the mustache, so I feel like his facial structure was there, but I couldn't buy in only because you know there was no facial hair. But I don't think he could have though, because he was still in the academy at that point. Yeah, no, I think he 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 looked like a young version of Poe. He was really, really on it. But he sounded like Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Damn! On my second watch, I'm gonna listen for that. I I, after I watched this movie, I was walking around my house and I wanted to talk to that. I'm like, listen, we will not do that. I'm like, oh wait. I'm like, I want to go around talking like they do. Um, did they did I miss this too or um, did they mention what happened to his wife that's what I wanted to know Uh, no I don't think I know she died she got or she yeah didn't she die she got sick and die or made that up maybe I thought she got sick yeah they just mentioned he was a widower I don't think they said how she died yeah the only death that we got to see was his daughter's. Yeah. And again, just like in um, the Banshees of Inisherin, um, I also liked how this one started off and then bang, you know, right to the point. Yeah. The, uh, the initial scenes really felt, I don't know. They felt perfectly to like introduce the story and the character because obviously Landor is the main character. So, uh, you know, we see him by the, the, the river and then it cuts to the policeman at his house telling him that he has no choice. He has to come down and see constable or whatever they're called. I don't know. Yeah. The higher ups. And um, he gets to the higher ups. They say, listen, we don't trust you, but this is the job. And boom, here we are. I think it was like 16 minutes in, and yeah. we're already we're already getting the meat and potatoes. So yeah, I do agree. It was it was a, a nice, but see, like we lost that pacing. Like that was very quick pacing. Yeah. And then we have a whole yeah. hour and a half of 
just being spood fed these tiny little tidbits. Yeah. Another thing that bothered me, if you think about it, um, because he's such a great detective, right? And and whatnot. Um, that first murder that he committed, like he was like seconds away from getting caught. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like it didn't seem like it was planned out that well. Yeah. No, I don't think it was. Yeah. No, because he planned it. He planned it out enough to send the note that drew that guy out there, so he knew what he was gonna do. Yeah, yeah. It was sloppy. Well, I mean, he's he's not really a killer. He's usually solving the killings, not performing them. I don't know. I guess in my mind, I always envision like if you're an expert at solving the crimes, you should you should be pretty good at staging one. Would you okay? So, wait, what? It's like all those cops that kill people get caught. Oh, <laughs> yeah, true. So, all right, so let me ask you. So you're pretty good at playing on the guitar, right? Could you write, like, could you write a song out with, with notes and everything? Yeah, I write, you, you know I write songs. I write music. <laughs> I thought you just wrote lyrics, man. I don't know. I've yeah. never seen, I've never seen your music sheets. <laughs> no, but you, I mean, you've, I maybe you haven't, but yeah, I've, I've written both music and lyrics. Okay, I've written, I, I was trying to play in a detective solving crimes and then being able to use his skills to perform crimes. Yeah. Actually, that that'd be a pretty good. Wait a minute, isn't that Dexter? That's the story. <laughs> That's... Right, he's he's not a detective. He's a he's a crime scene, uh, um, like uh, scientist investigator. Uh, a splatter specialist or whatever. Yeah, he's a forensic. Yeah, he's a forensic scientist. Oh, lame. It probably would have been better if he was a damn detective. What are you gonna learn from the way the blood splatters? I guess I've never seen it. Well, that's why he can set up the crime scenes perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it can be done at least on Dexter. Yeah. At least um, in fiction, it can be done. All right, Kevin. Can I get a drum roll? Can you almost almost can can I give a fun fact about this movie before while he looks for the drum roll? Your <laughs> oh, oh hold on, because that's what I'm that's what the drum roll is for. I'm gonna go into Juan's fun facts. Oh, oh this, is, this is a segment. I, I love it. I love it. I, but, I, um, I love it. I love it. I, I love it. Like you didn't. Know, I thought drum roll meant we were going to the end, but here we go. No, but um, that okay. That sounded like plates crashing and it breaking in the kitchen. Why? Why did we have a test run, Juan? Why? That's not the one you played before. <laughs> one more time. That's it. There you go. All right, we'll test it out for next week. Um, so actually, I I would like you to say your fun fact first because I'd like to see if it's one of the ones that I have. Oh, there we go. Um, it's about the cinematographer because you were talking about how how beautiful it was shot. Um, uh-huh. The cinematographer also shot uh, Stillwater, um, oh. the Gray Warrior, Silver Linings Playbook, Out of the Furnace, Black Mask, all those other movies. So I was like, oh wow, he did a he did Stillwater and some other good movies I liked. But okay, let me get something straight here. Better, please. Okay. You like Stillwater? No, no, a, I, I thought it was pretty. But I a fun know. fact is not someone's filmography. No, first of all, it's cinematographer was the same was the same guy. I can't say his name because he's Japanese, Masa Takayang. But yeah. Oh boy. Okay. All right. 
I didn't have fun during that fact. Get ready. I'm I'm ready to poop all over your fun facts. Let's go. Okay. First one, first fun fact uh, from uh, The Pale Blue Eye is that the final short story that Edgar Allan Poe authored is titled Landor's Cottage. Okay, okay, buddy. (laughs) That was fun. And apparently, I, I didn't know it was facts we already knew, but okay. apparently, um, based off of the descriptions in the short story, they, uh, m- you know, built Landor's cottage based off of those descriptions. Oh. Um, here's here's a funny fact. <laughs> well, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay, so I found this hilarious. But uh, apparently, uh, potentially mentally disabled Pennsylvania politician John Fetterman (laughs) and his wife Giselle are in this movie as extras in one of the pub scenes. Um, He and the filmmakers became friends while they were filming Out of the Furnace in Braddock, Pennsylvania. But Christian Bale's quote is the real uh, gem here. (laughs) Bale is quoted as saying, and you have to know what John Fetterman looks like to get this. So if you don't know what John Wait, Fetterman... Wait, hold on. Let me, let me look him up real quick. Okay, Google him. John <laughs> He's Fetterman. He's himself. Tell yeah, me no, when you got I, it. I want to be fully in, 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 immersed in this. All right, he's up. Oh, I've seen this guy. I've never yeah. Know, knew... Yeah, he always wears a hoodie. So he says, Christian Bale said, John's got this fantastic face, a hulking figure. So I said to Scott, we've got to have him in the tavern. That's a face that fits in the 1830s. <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> he does. Oh, my gosh. He really does. I see that low light with the pint going up to his lips now. Dude, he looks like he belongs in uh, Frankenstein's lab or something. <laughs> Uh, this, um, <laughs> I saw him and said he's got to go in the pub immediately. Uh, and final fun fact: yeah. a- apparently, in the diary that uh, the deceased man Fry's mother gives to Landor, um, apparently, when Landor is looking through it on one of the pages, there is either like a some type of an image or an outline. That resembles the bat sim- signal. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> and those are Juan's fun facts. All right, I might have to look for that one in my second viewing. <laughs> the director knew what he was talking about, man. This guy was on point. Hey, okay. <laughs> after you watch that second viewing, can you record a podcast just you explaining the movie to us? <laughs> I'm going to make my own podcast called Mark's Explanations. All right, listen. This is what it was about, all right? <laughs> well, listen, I'm uh, I'm ready to go into some uh some, some ratings cuz I don't I I from what I'm hearing, it all sounds like we're almost on the same page except for Juan. There's like 8% of him I'm not sure about. All right, well, it, you you're up. It was your pick. All right, great. So, the pale blue eye. It's gonna be three little Jerry's for me. It's uh, it is intriguing enough. To, 
it was intriguing enough to hold my intent my attention godly two hour running um really this movie could have had at least 30 minutes shaved off um it, just the unraveling of things was so slow that once it happened in the end a lot of it was kind of cop-outs but because i was just so intrigued about all of this finally happening i was going along with it and that really doesn't make for a good movie and not at least not one that i want to watch again and but well no now that the now the director said what he said i have to watch it again so i will be watching it again but i'm not basing this review on that um <clears throat> had i not known what the director said i would never watch this movie again um and it's it's no fault to anyone that was in this movie it was really just the story itself and uh and and how it came about if those things were changed this could have been like a masterpiece you know what else bothered me um when the first heart that got taken out of the guy's chest and uh-huh. then the doc you know he's out he's interrogating him and he's like so how would one do that what would one need and the guy's like well you'd have to put it in paper and it'd have to be an ice and then the next time he's in that room there's a there's just chunks of ice on a chair (laughs) everything was just too easy It, it was it was too easy there was no there was no real detective work being had it was just coincidences oh oh wow there we no, go. Some large all, ice cubes. All his detective work was banging the right chick. I mean, <sighs> if only and, I would have known that secret sooner in life. It's such a metaphor for life. And how lucky did Landor get that at the same time he was killing somebody, there was these these teen these yeah. little these young kids committing satanic murders. Looking, <laughs> looking for a hanged man. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they're like man, guys. If only we had a heart. But hey, listen, what? the heart has to be from a guy that was just recently hanged, okay? <laughs> that is the stipulation, guys. He's got to have a rope around his neck. Wait, Charlie, do you see what I see on that tree? <laughs> Holy smokes, it's a hanged man. What are the odds? And Christian Bale scurrying off in the background. Goes, Perfect. <laughs> All a part of my plan. Oh. And then... I forgot, we didn't even mention how they got the guy who was watching the dead body to leave by just wearing a jacket saying, hey, I'm relieving you. <laughs> okay. What do you look oh, like? I, oh, I 100% I believe that, bro. At the end of my shift, somebody's like, hey, I'm here to relieve you. Deuces. I don't care who you are, where you come from. He was like, that's weird. You didn't ask. I said, no, it's not. I'm looking to go home. But he did exactly what I would have did. It wasn't the end of his shift, though. He got re- he got relieved early. Hell yeah, even better. Are you kidding me? But he remembered that they were missing a bar, and then they, they find that jacket. Really? Sick, let's go. <laughs> go home, ask questions later. That was the most believable part of the movie for me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have asked questions either. <laughs> what do you mean that guy relieved you? Just because he was wearing a red shirt? Yep. Good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the true that's the true wage slave man right there I think they did ask me goes, well how did you know who he was I didn't why not he I had a pulse like I took it you don't, you don't question your 
Superiors. That probably was. You know what? That was definitely my favorite part of the movie because I that was the only time the movie I was talking out loud. I was like, he ain't do nothing wrong. I would do the same thing. What do you mean? He's here to relieve me. Wasn't that odd? Yeah, but I mean, damn, I got to go home early. Would you? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, that was pretty good. I forgot about that scene. <laughs> That that reminds me of uh, one of my favorite quotes from The Office, where um, this guy Andy, he says, uh, "Not my job, not my prob. I'm going home to polish my knob." <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, put it on your wall, bro. That's it. Uh... <laughs> All right, I'll I'll go. I'll go. Um, uh, this for me, um, I. You know, obviously, I'm disappointed because uh, I sat through uh, almost two hours of a movie. You know, thinking like, "Wow, that was that that was uh, enjoyable," only to have that you know decimated uh, in the last ten minutes. So for me, um, I will not be watching it again to get a better understanding of it, um, and I also would not really be recommending it. Um, but again, Christian Bale had a great performance. There were good things in the movie, which is, again, why it was so disappointing that it ended the way that it did. So for me, it's a two. Two out of five Little Jerry's. There we go. Boys getting it. All right. So um, also, shout out to Toby Jones. This is our second movie. We yep. reviewed him in the past three movies, both of them period pieces. So mm-hmm. They just keep throwing him back in time. I mean, yeah, he also he, has the face. Yes, of the pup of eighteen hundreds. Like an eighteen hundred troll. But, uh. that's right. I said it. But um, I, when I was watching the first half of the movie, I was like, it, it, it was about a two because it, it wasn't bad. The last part. I would give a four too because I liked it, even though apparently you did not. Um, so it equals out to a three, and that's what I'm gonna give this movie. I may, I may rewatch it when I get over my uh, rebellious attitude of someone telling me to watch it, but yeah, it's not. It wasn't bad. It wasn't offensive. It's it was a movie. Will you watch this with your kids? I was gonna say like I didn't watch it because I think it was rated R, and I, yeah. I didn't see why it was rated R for. I mean, there were intestines hanging out of yeah, a man's yes. body. But you didn't answer the question. Yeah, no, I actually would. I would. All right. At least half of them, or all of them. Man, we do all or nothing, man. It's, if they want to watch it with me, they can watch it with me. I don't care if you're five or 13. Let's go. Uh, this guy's telling me about the insides of the cadaver. <laughs> Shoot. Fair enough. She'd probably be the first one to tell you the inaccuracies or the holes <laughs> in the story. Like, how did that happen? That's not. But that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. All right. Well, um, if if nothing else, we can uh, thank Scott Cooper for giving us some uh, some blue balls fu- again, some fuel for our comedic uh, uh, en- endeavors. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, fair I'm enough. Then. I'm, I'm fair. I'm excited for the next pick. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's my turn. Um, I got a list. I'm going to go through it and see uh, which film deserves to be the next one um, that we look at. Um, we uh, thank everyone who is listening. We ask that you continue to listen and share if you are so inclined. But uh, thank you for listening. We enjoy doing it and uh, we will return. Hey, make the right choice. Love you.